Thank you everybody for coming uh, today and tuning into our webinar. It's always a pleasure to have you and to present this information. We, um, we love putting educational webinars out there for you so that we can help. I am Michelle Morris with Consolidated Planning Group. Um, I'm gonna go through a couple of housekeeping items before we get started. Uh, first of all, we are recording this webinar today and the, uh, the recording link and the slides will be sent to you either later today or very early tomorrow. Um, we're also starting a podcast, so watch out for that. We might try to get this one over onto the podcast. Um, again, I'm Michelle Morris with Consolidated Planning Group. I forgot what I was gonna say for a second, so. <laughs> um, we cannot hear you or see you because we are in webinar mode, but we do know you're out there. And if you have any questions or comments, you are welcome to put them in the chat box. I'll be monitoring that throughout the, um, the webinar as Miranda and Jan um, are gonna take over. They're gonna go through their slides, but I'll monitor the chat box. And if there's any questions or comments, I will let them know. Um, so who are we? Why should you be listening to us? I'm uh, at Consolidated Planning Group and we are a holistic, financial planning firm. We do everything that any normal financial advisor can do. However, we focus our efforts on families with special needs loved ones. We are, um, we are here to educate and advocate for the special needs community. And the reason is because the founder of our company has two special needs children of her own. So she definitely lives it and breathes it every single day. Um, and I'm proud to help serve uh, her company and the community. When you're thinking about special needs planning, a few of the things that we do, uh, protection plans, lifetime care estimates, you know, for your loved one. Once, once you're gone, who's going to take care of them? Uh, we can help with transition planning, ABLE accounts and understanding the differences between maybe an ABLE and a special needs trust and all the different benefits you're entitled to. And of course, as I mentioned, advocacy um, and, and helping families like yours through this maze of, of benefits and what you need to do and what you shouldn't be doing and all of that stuff. So today, like I said, we have Miranda and Jan with us. Um, they are going to talk to us about recreational and le leisure activities and some of the resources that are out there in the community for your children. Um, now, there, we're mostly focused on the Galveston area today. Is that right, Miranda? But I'm sure yes. that things will come up that'll be helpful. <coughs> so don't leave if you're you know, not in the Galveston area, we're still gonna be able to help you. So. Um, if you are ready to take it away, Miranda. Sure. So, hi, welcome to everybody. I'm Miranda Hernandez. I'm the um, Special Education Coordinator with Alvin ISD, and I oversee um, the high schools and also the transitions programming. Um, and then I also have uh, Ms. Jan Davis, if you want to introduce yourself. Sure. I'm Jan Davies, and I'm with Friends with ISD, and I am the Transition Coordinator here. So. We are so grateful to have you join us and we look forward to um, sharing this information with you. All right. So when we were thinking about different um, 
ideas we wanted to present on, we had discussed wanting to talk about some of the rec and leisure activities that are available in the Brazoria and Galveston County and also in just in Houston as well too. And so we kind of wanted to talk about some of the um, weekly activities that go on, but then we also are aware that in about another week, we will be on a two week break for Christmas. And so we've also identified um, some fun Christmas and holiday activities that um, you and your family may be interested in attending that are more sensory friendly to our students with um, special education needs. So one of the things we first wanted to look at today was what do you look for in a rec and leisure activity um, with your child? Um, some of the questions that you may want to consider when you're looking for the activity is what is your child interested in? What do they like? Um, you wouldn't want to try an activity that your kiddo may not possibly be interested in. Um, as someone with a daughter myself, I have tried outdoor sports and it was a disaster because my daughter is more for indoor sports. So really look at what that activity includes. Is it outside? Is it inside? Is it during a certain time of day? Do they do the same activities over and over again? A lot of our students really enjoy that ability to be able to do the same activity again and again. So that's something to consider when you're looking for an activity. Another thing to look at is how can your child meaningfully participate in the activity? It is really important that our students are able to meaningfully participate. I do not want to see an activity where our kiddos are on the sidelines supporting their friends. I wanna make sure that whatever activity, sport, fine arts, whatever thing we choose, our students are, be, are able to participate alongside their peers and they will enjoy it as more too. And so some questions to ask the coaches and the teachers, these can be anything from um, where does the activity take place? Um, is it more during um, environments where it's hot or cold? Do we have issues where we may be outside and it's raining? That's one question to ask. Another question to ask is, how do you support our students with disabilities? And have you ever had any experience? Sometimes it's just a learning opportunity. Sometimes it's for us to educate them on, hey, this would be a great way to include my kiddo. Or, hey, we just need a small modification or accommodation and we can include them as well too. And so that's another question to ask. And then another thing to look at is what can you do to help introduce my child to a new activity? And one of those things, and honestly, a lot of it is just exposure. And it may not be where they're even going and participating. Maybe they're going and just observing, seeing if they like it, seeing if that's something that they would wanna jump in and be a part of. And that would help them kind of ease into this transition. Um, with whatever activity, you definitely wanna be aware of everything that goes into that activity from what's expected, what happens if we don't like this activity, we wanna try something else because that happens as well too. And what is that procedure as well? Hey Miranda, one thing that I've seen <laughs> in the past is, um, you know, sometimes, it, especially if it's a sport uh, or, or something like that, the activity is a little bit more competitive and they might have another time when they do the same activity, but it's not competitive in nature. Uh, for example, my son played baseball in the fall because that was the 
fun league, whereas in the spring, the baseball was very competitive and he didn't want that. He wanted the fun version of it. Um, so that's something that you might want to ask the, um, the sponsor or the coach or the teacher or whoever is putting on this activity is what is the, what's the vibe? What, you know, what feeling are we going to get from this, this activity? Jan, did you want to add anything to that on, on your experience? Um, no, I totally agree. I think that that's um, you know great advice there is when you think about just ex exposing your students to different or your children to different activities, um, looking at really what their interests are and then you know, taking the time to visit with the organization that you're looking to have them participate in just to see what they have to offer and, and um, ask those questions. So thank you. So we kind of divided up the areas that we're looking at today into um, four areas. We're looking at um, classes that students with disabilities can be enrolled in. We're looking at ongoing activities that are occurring. We're looking at different community events. And these are different things, especially that are happening, I would say, within the next month or so. Um, and they're very holiday themed because that's what's coming up. And then also, and I know it's kind of far off, but starting to look at the summer programs that we have seen available. A lot of these summer programs, um, the applications to apply start in February and March and fill up very quickly. And so that's why we wanted to discuss the summer programs as well. So the first thing we're gonna look at is the different classes. So one of our first classes that we have, this is in the um, Pearland and Alvin area. It's the Chara Christian Dance Academy. Um, the Darby's Dancers is a nationwide free program for children with special needs students offered at dance studios across the county. Um, there is a few studios that do participate in this. The one that's in Alvin, we have seen, I have heard great feedback from parents about the different opportunities. And I've seen pictures and videos from the recitals and you really see uh, the, kid, the kiddos meaningfully participating and honestly having a good time. And so I feel like this is a great program. For all of our slides, we've tried to include a link if you were to click on the bottom and we're gonna share the, the slide document later. We've included a link that either goes directly to the website or at least to a website that has information about the program, just depending on the program that's being um, presented. And Chara is in the Friendswood area, so it's, um... They're on 528, it's really easy to get to and you just contact them and ask about their program. Um, a lot of these students that participate are your um, special needs kids, but they also partner with your non-disabled um, peers. So it's really fun and a good activity for them to get, be involved in. Our next area um, is the Safe Splash Swim Lessons, um, especially living in Houston in the Houston area learning how to swim is so very important nowadays. And so we found the Safe Splash program in Pearland. They really work with our students um, and they teach the basics of water safety, um, no matter what challenges they may face. Um, basically, they consider the basic goals of each swimmer and promote comfort in the water, focus on safety and teach the basics of swimming um, to the extent of a child's physical and developmental ability allows. And so they do work with a broad range of children um, based upon their disability. 
And another area, if you're looking um, for swim lessons, I didn't include, but a lot of our local YMCAs for the um, area also will partner and they have a lot of instructors that have um, experience with students with special needs and are able to expose them to the water and even work on teaching them um, those basic swim lessons. That is so important. I'm really glad that you included that. I mean, it. I, I grew up in Indiana, and so we didn't really need to learn how to swim. It wasn't like here where every single backyard almost has a pool in it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so important to make sure that they're safe in the water. So that's a great resource. Yes, I think it is really important. And we see it's probably the most, I would say, the most question I get asked about swim lessons, especially as when summer comes up. Um, and of course, and a lot of times, I mean, kiddos love water to begin with. And so it's a fun thing for them as well. Um, another, another activity or an air, uh, center that I included was the Vern Cox Multipurpose um, Rec Center. They have a lot of different programs for our students with disabilities um, that's year round. And they offer everything from ages five to 95 years of age um, with any type of physical and intellectual disability. When I went online and looked at the programming, um, they do have a, basically they produce a monthly schedule and they have everything from dance lessons to um, all kinds of activities that the students are able to participate in. And I know Jan, I think you kind of have more information about that area. Yeah, they're located in the um, Pasadena area. And um, I think they're very easy accessible to anybody in the um, Galveston County location. Um, and talking with a lot of our families, they use this on a regular basis and they absolutely love the different programs. Um, like Miranda said, they do dance, they do just regular activities, they do um, some you know, classes and trainings and art projects. So it's be de something definitely to look into and check up their monthly calendar and see what you'd like to participate in with your children. Fantastic, I'm starting to get jealous. I wanna do these things. <laughs> Again, um, if you have any questions or comments as we're going through this, don't forget to put them in the chat box. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about some ongoing activities, right? Yes, so these are activities that um, go on throughout the year. Um, the first thing we look at is the Special Strong Program. Um, these provide science-based adaptive and inclusive fitness programs for our children, for adolescents, and then for adults with mental, physical, and cognitive challenges. And so they really work on getting our students out there and being able to participate in these fitness programs. And, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. And just um, getting everyone out there and really being able to participate and enjoy, you know, those inclusive fitness programs. And Facebook is a great place to go and look and see um, the where they're located at because different gyms will have the special strong program associated with them. And um, they are very good with working individually with the students, teaching them how to use the um, equipment that are there. There's a little video. I think if you click on this um, video link, I think there's a little video attached to it um, that you can see some of the things that they do. Can you click on that and see if it will open up that way? Um, it's. Can you see what's happening here on my screen? I know yes. sometimes you have to reshare in order for things to work, but 
Uh -huh. Oh, great. Can you all see this? Oh, that's fantastic. That video just does my heart good. He's one of my friends and um, just watching, you can see the joy on his face as he's participating. And for any of you that have um, children that don't necessarily get involved in the physical part of um, activities, it might be something to check into because they will work, you know, one-on-one -on -one with your students or your child and um, just meet them where they're at, which I just love. So. Um, I think that's a great program, Special Strong. That's fantastic. Um, as we continue, let me know if anything was messed up on my screen by doing that, because I, so we can see the Selena stables now. Okay. <laughs> yes, we can see. So Solana Stables, um, this is a phenomenal program. Um, they are a nonprofit organization and they do provide um, equine assisted services. So. Horse therapy is a way to achieve goals that enhance physical, emotional, social, and cognitive and behavioral and educational skills for individuals with special needs. We have had several of our families, I know within Alvin ISD, that have participated in these programs and their students, they love them. They love getting out on um, the horses and really being able just to participate. Um, we've also had some of our um, high school students have served as volunteers as well too and worked out there and it has been just a phenomenal program that we have partnered with um you know several times and supported um things were a little rocky of course during the pandemic but it does seem like a lot of our um recreation and leisure activities are are coming back with full force and the kids are very excited to see that as well too yeah we've had a lot of the same experience for our families have just absolutely loved that program Awesome. Our next area is Special Olympics. Um, I know we talk about um, a lot of different programs, but Special Olympics, all of our local school districts do participate in that, and they have different sports throughout the school year. They do everything from um, bowling to track to basketball to soccer to even swimming as well, too. Um, there is usually a person designated within your school district 
that is the Special Olympics um, basically person or, or lead coach that can provide you with the information about how to get your student involved in this. Um, and our kiddos, I've been to a lot of the different events, the um, you know, and it's it's so exciting to see. And a lot of times they're with their their friends as well too, and they really um, have a great time interacting socially as well as doing a recreation and fitness activity at the same time. And to be aware too that if you have students as they get older, um, Special Olympics does have an adult program too. So it's something that you can stay involved in, you know, throughout your whole child's life. So just be aware. And some of our students within um, our district actually earn Letterman's jackets along mm -hmm. with their, their peers. And they the excitement they have when they have that jacket and have their patches, it's really neat to see and it's, it's exciting. Um, our next program is Sailing Angels. Um, this one does, it introduces the joy of sailing to children um, with special needs, as well as they also work with our Wounded Warriors um, community. Um, this also has no cost as well. You're gonna find a lot of these activities um, will have either no cost or a reduced cost associated with them. It's really just trying to find out, you know, what are the um, procedures for applying and then also making sure applying early enough because a lot of times the spots can be limited. And so you're needing to make sure that you're having enough time to apply. And again, if you click on this link at the bottom, hopefully that will take you to a little video to watch. Do you want me to try it? You want to try? <laughs> we are lucky the first time. Let's cross our fingers. I know. It looks like it might work. Yay. Oh, how sweet. This is the best day ever. This is the best day ever. Aww. So the students, or the children get a lot of exposure to just being on a ship, to being able to, um, you know, pilot, or pilot, is it called pilot? <laughs> Steer the boat um, and the families get to participate. So it's really a fun activity to be able to participate in. Again, it, it's, um, you need to contact them and find out available dates that they are um, taking students out on the water and just, um, you know, check into that for you. All right, um, so another activity is that AMC throughout the actually greater Houston area does sensory friendly films um, throughout the month. And they actually adapt to, they have our the more family friendly films on the second and fourth Saturdays. And then on Wednesdays evenings, they do more mature audiences. So that can be your more teenagers and our students you know, that are a little older so they may get a movie that's more appropriate for them that they want to see, but in more sensory friendly conditions. And they do things like, you know, they'll turn the lights up. They, the students have the ability to be able to get up and, you know, they're, um, they can, if they're, uh, they can speak to one another, things like that. So it's just more sensory friendly for our students. And I just love how they break it up to where we're also addressing our teenagers, because sometimes I feel we don't have enough that are more targeted towards them as opposed to our younger students. So they get the opportunity to see the movies that they wanna see in a sensory friendly environment. That's fantastic. You know, movies are so loud these days 
even for me and my husband, when we go to a movie, it's, we walk out with headaches. So I'm glad that they have this opportunity and that, like you said, they do take into consideration different age groups. Another area that we have is our Challenger Baseball Program. Um, this is a great program. It does give our students the ability to participate in baseball. Um, this is in the Pearland area. And um, once again, we've had a lot of students who have participated in this program um, and they have really enjoyed it, um, you know, playing baseball alongside their friends. And, you know, they, I mean, it's, it's the highlight of their, their weekend is being able to play in a game and, you know, you hear about it and it just sounds so exciting. And each city might have their own team. So you might want to check with your school district about their challenger program and see if they have something um, where they're practicing and playing and then check it, you know, just gather more information according to what your own city has. Yeah, I know they have this. Um, I live in Siena Plantation in Missouri City, uh, and I know they have uh, a, a challenger division in our baseball stuff, too. <laughs> All right, this next group, um, I thought this is really neat. This is called um, Hewitt's Heroes. Um, so this is more focusing for our older students. Um, they're hardworking groups of adults. They have to be over the age of 18 and they get to work each month on performing community service at the fire station. Um, they're named, as we said, Hewitt's Heroes. They work on um, cleaning the station, washing the trucks, learning about fire um, safety and other health and safety initiatives. Um, and they learn simple um, firefighter tasks in a safe environment. Um, they do not, you know, respond to any EMT calls or go into training fires or drive any vehicles, but they're also able to be a part of the fire station and be, you know, meaningfully participate in all the skills that they also learn as well, too, in a safe environment, which is the most important thing. And the thing that I like with this is making that connection with the firefighters so they know them they know them by name. And in case there was ever anything that they had to respond to an emergency, they already have a relationship with our, our, our children and um, the kids know them, which I love that. That's fantastic. Being aware of our, our safety and community helpers is very important for all ages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would really help um, calm any fears or help calm fears when there is an actual emergency to have a friendly face uh, on the other side of that situation. All right, so next we're gonna talk about community events for Christmas. So these next events are things going on, as I said, within um, the greater Houston area. The first is there is a, a winter formal. Um, it's a holiday celebration for our, our students with special needs. It is ages 15 and up. Um, they're going to be doing dinner and dancing, and we do have dressy attire. This is actually located at the um, Kima Gardens in Kima. Um, and then you see the RSVP down here. It is a free event, um, but once again, we talked about the only 120 spaces available and um, being able to sign up in time for that because um, they usually have max capacity. Do you happen to know if there's still openings? I am not sure at this time um, when I had placed it in that there was, um, but it's something to definitely check into if you have that older child. And that's on December 19th. So the time is coming up and it does allow you some time to um, 
check in on that too. And it's from four to seven at night. Okay. The next event, um, we all know Zoo Lights goes on during uh, the month of December at the Houston Zoo. Um, it looks like this, unfortunately, had already passed, but they did have a sensory friendly night um, where you do, you know, they basically, um, it's a smaller crowd, quieter music and limited flashing lights. And even though this air, this one has already passed, a lot of our activities that, you know, are very popular um, offer sensory friendly nights. It's not as well publicized, but it is something if you do have any questions about it, I would recommend calling the organization because a lot of times they do have either a sensory friendly night or possible accommodations that can be put in place to help our students be able to experience this alongside their families as well. Um, the next is a special needs um, Sunday night at Green Mountain Energy Ice. This is in the um, Houston area. And so this is for our students to be able to get out there and um, ice skate alongside um, their families. Um, these are for our students with physical and developmental challenges. Um, Non-motorized wheelchairs um, do require a responsible adult to accompany them. And the ice rink is actually gonna close to the public. So this is just for our kiddos to be able to participate in the ice skating event. Um, this is Sunday, January 15th. Hopefully it'll be a lot colder than it is now because this is <laughs> like ice skating weather. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. It, it would be nice <laughs> to ice skate in uh, shorts though, right? Yes, yes. I feel we need some colder weather to bring on the Christmas vibe. Yes. Um, it's just another opportunity once again to expose our kiddos to everything that's out there. Next is summer, and I know you know I know it's December, and and you know summer is is several months away. But this is a good time to start looking into the different programs and talking to your student about what they may be interested in for summer. Um, we have a lot of camps that will do. Some are overnight camps, some are day camps, some are camps just for the morning. It just it's really um, tailored to what your um, kiddo is interested in. Um, some of the camps that we've identified, Camp for All, um, it's really, it is basically a one-stop shop for any summer camps based upon a child's disability. And so when you click on that, there is over, they identify over 50 summer camps and basically what are the requirements, what um, disabilities are they geared for? And they provide some really good feedback about what that summer camp looks like. Easter Seals, and I know this is in the Houston area, they have three different camps for different um, age levels and abilities. And I've also included the website for that. And I've had some, um, some of my students' personal experience. They love it. They look forward to it every year. Um, but as I said, it's very important to make sure that you are getting in touch now and seeing what the requirements are. And some of the Easter Seals camps are overnight and some are just, just day camps. It just depends on the programming and then of course also the age as well too. I'm sure all of these fill up very quickly. They, they do, they fill up very quickly. The next two camps are the Texas Lions Camp and the Elks Camp. They have great, rapper, um, great, um, uh, lost my train of thought. They have great reputations. I've heard a lot of really great things. Um, they both have overnight opportunities. And so they give our students um, basically that experience of overnight camp, 
but with more supports in place. Um, a lot of times our students are assigned a buddy, will be with them the entire camp experience. So they're able to experience everything that any other student would be able to experience. Um, Texas Lions, again, we have the website. Um, they do fill up quickly, I do know that. And then the Elks Camp um, as well too. A lot of these are no fee, but like they said, it's first come first serve. So it's really important to start looking into these summer camps now so that if you have a child who's interested, you know, you don't have to, um, you know, you're able to apply in time. Um, I, that's all of the camps and resources that you guys have for us. So thank you so much, well, Jan and let Melinda. Me, let me add a couple things first. Yes. Um, so also your Texas Workforce Commission office will be adding in, or they do host like a STEM camp that you can, um, you'll be able to hear about coming up in the next couple months. For any students that are interested in like the math, the science, um, and they gear it towards our children to be able to learn those skills in those areas. And then they will also be doing, um, it's not you know, necessarily camp, but be aware for any of the students that are 16 and older to participate in Summer Earn and Learn, which is a five-week um, five program, which is really good too. And they actually will earn money up to 10, um, they earn $10 an hour for working 20 hours a week. So there is activities that you can plan on for your older students. And again, I would check with your school district. And if you have a child who will be 16, um, I think it's by the beginning of June, uh, be sure and look into that. Uh, more information will be coming on that in like the end of March, beginning of April. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. As soon as you started talking about Texas workforce, I thought, oh yeah, the summer earn and learn. We need to make sure we mention that. And you did. So thank you so much. Um, when you get and, this. Oh, and really, you know, these are just like a little handful of camps that are around here. Um, a lot of school districts will have a Facebook group or a parent group, a parent PTO group that you can reach out to them for you know, talking about, okay, what do you do with your child during the summer? What else is that out there? And, you know, there's so much there that Miranda and I are kind of learning about, okay, what's available and what's, um, did I know that we just kind of tapped on or, you know, just tapped on the very beginning of what's, what you can get involved with, with your children. Um, so, you know, just explore, ask questions, um, talk to your families in your district, because there's, there's a lot out there to help. And, um, help entertain your children and to learn different activities. And I'm sure that even as the year continues, more will come up. Some probably haven't even been announced yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you for that. Um, if you go to our website, consolidatedplanninggroup.com and you look at our events tab, that's where this will take you to our upcoming webinars. Ladies, is there a Facebook group for Friendswood ISD parents? Yes, there is. So um, it's called, um, well, it's a special education PTO. So let me see if I can find it while we're talking for a few minutes and I'll post okay. that. Some more things that, that should be on your radar. Um, and, and these are things that we have webinars about. So if you go to our YouTube channel, uh, just go to YouTube and look up Consolidated Planning Group. Um, Oh, Ricky says it's Friendswood ISD Special Education PTO. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yes. yes. That chat box is so helpful. I love that. 
I wanted to make sure I gave you the right name and didn't flip it. That's what I was looking to make sure that I had the right. So thank you, Ricky. Fantastic. I love it when parents help each other on there uh, during our webinars. Um, so these are things that we help families with and we can help talk to you and educate you about uh, a special needs care plan, those future care cost estimates your um, waivers, which, you know, if you're here, you're probably already familiar and already on the list for your waiver programs, but if not, we can help you. Uh, filing for SSI or SSDI and what's the difference and which one do you qualify for. Um, ABLE accounts and special needs trusts, beneficiary designations on, on your life insurance or your uh, investments to make sure that you don't mess those up for your child. <laughs> um, we do a lot of talking about residential facilities, residential homes, and uh, different settings that are, are available out there for your child. Again, like these um, camps and summer programs, the waiting lists for residential housing can be quite long. So we encourage you to check those out in advance. Um, if Guardianship might be right for your family in the future. There are alternatives. You can consider uh, supported decision-making or healthcare power of attorney and a power of attorney, uh, things like that. I learned recently that the transition coordinators are allowed to sign supported decision-making agreements now. Is that correct? Yeah, they do them in, in the arts, yes. Good, so you don't have to go to an attorney for that. You can go to the schools for, for that supported decision-making. Um, if you do want guardianship, you'll need to go to an attorney for that. Um, and you can start that process when you are within about six months of your child turning 18. And then what post high school education options are available? Of course, these ladies have a ton of great resources. We have some great resources. We do webinars about some of those as well. Uh, the, oops, this is our team at Consolidated Planning Group. We work as a collaborative uh, team for all of our clients to make sure that you're getting the best service. But we are small. We're located just outside of Houston. We serve all of Texas. Um, our meetings are virtual, so you don't have to worry about coming to us and getting a babysitter or any of that nonsense. Um, we are members of the Special Needs Planning Academy, and we're also National Social Security Advisors, which is a mouthful. Uh, but you can see that there are four advisors on our team. It's two sets of husband and wives. And then we have four girls who help with the paperwork and keeping us on track and making phone calls and all of that kind of good stuff to keep us running. Uh, we always offer a free initial consultation. So if you have further questions or you want to talk to us about planning for your family's financial future, you can get a, a personal consultation. You can use this QR code. If the QR code is not your thing, you can, of course, feel free to call the office or email. The information is right there. Also, we suggest that you check out our Facebook page where we advertise all of our upcoming webinars and we post great helpful articles and events and things like that. Our YouTube channel is there as well. We put our webinars there after we're finished. Like I said, you will get an email later today with a link to our YouTube channel with this webinar. 
um, and all the slides will be there. So any links, you can click on those um, to go to those pages or those videos that we saw earlier. So those will all be there for you as well. And um, I'll keep this open for a couple more moments to make sure we don't have any more questions. I do see that the next Lunch and Learn is on Thursday, January 26th. So it looks like you're taking a break for the holidays. And um, after the holidays are over and the kids are back in school and Christmas has um, kind of settled down a little bit, we'll get back to um, the next Lunch and Learn and that topic will be about college planning. Is that also with us at Consolidated Planning Group? It is. Fantastic, fantastic. So it'll either be Allison or myself. I know Allison is going on vacation around that time, so I'd have to check my calendar, but it might get to be me. I love doing these. <laughs> so again, thank you, Jan and Miranda, for having us, for sharing thank us you. with your families. Um, oh, here's another good program, Strive at Alvin Community College is a great program for young adults with special yeah. needs. And we often recommend that program as well. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more in January, the STRIVE program. Fantastic, good, good. All right, everybody, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, you've got 20 more minutes until one o'clock. So I don't know if you have big plans for the rest of your day or fun plans for the weekend, but enjoy it. And if I don't get a chance to say anything to you again before uh, they come, happy holidays to all of you. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Miranda. And thank, thank you, you guys so much. Here. Bye. Bye. Securities and advisory services offered through Triad Advisors, member FINRA and SIPC, Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated and Triad Advisors LLC are not affiliated. Advisory services offered through Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated. Consolidated Planning Group Incorporated is not affiliated with Triad Advisors.